A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. What's up, signers? Stevie here with an important update. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to see you at our live podcast recording. It is happening this Wednesday, February 15th at Whammy in Los Angeles. Doors are at 7.30. Show is at 8. We have special guest EJ Marcus, who is just such a funny, funny, funny guest. Obsessed. Love. Come on out this Wednesday, February 15th. We'll also have some exclusive merch that you will definitely want to get your hands on and you can only get it IRL. Tickets are just $8 and they are available on Whammy's website. There is only a small handful left. Show is almost sold out. So make sure to get yours before the show on Wednesday and we'll see you at Whammy. Go to whammyanalog.com to get your tickets. Or head over to our social media at What's Your Sign Podcast. We'll have it all linked over there as well. And it will also be in our show notes for this episode. Live show, live pod, astrology games. It's going to be a good time. So signers, come on out if you're in the Los Angeles area. And please enjoy this week's episode. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign? What's your 
Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the wooden telescope of this podcast. Oh, is that our our five-year gift? I want it to be, but it isn't. (laughs) That would be amazing. That sounds super expensive, but maybe (laughs) in the future. But gorgeous. Well, that was the only thing I could think of with three legs. That's wood for Mm -hmm. five years. Mm -hmm. I was looking through the list of those because I just had our six year anniversary and I was like iron. And it's interesting to see it move through like gemstones to like materials. And there's like this one streak. I think it's in your 40s. That's like moves to the elements like fire, air, stone as earth or what have you. But this shit's cute. I can't believe it's been five years. Five years. I know everyone says that when it's like an anniversary time, but I literally can't believe it's been five. Only because two was two of them were kind of blurry <laughs> with like <laughs> global circumstances. Yes. Hey, uh, global circumstances still be circumstancing. Mm-hmm. Pods well, still be potting, even in well, it was like the one thing that I, I mean, that was like the change I know we talked about when we when the pandemic hit was like oh we could do this over zoom like duh that makes sense so something we have kept from the pandemic is virtual recording well I feel like it like many relationships uh was kind of like a okay this is a we're gonna commit to continuing to do this despite the circumstances and figuring out a way that actually you know is a a different a different way but also a interesting like step forward and a commitment to our our production and I think that that is like a I don't know it feels very five years to me where it's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. also like it doesn't feel like five years and also this feels like such a thing that's integrated and and a central part part of my life that it feels both like it just started and like it's always been there Mm -hmm. I'd like to um talk about some of the things that we have done but first of all i think we should talk about what's coming up oh yeah yes yes we're having a live show for our five-year anniversary um on the 15th of february uh we also have recorded a few of our in the stars for amazon prime that we'd love for you guys to check out if you haven't checked them out just go on amazon prime's youtube page um, we break down characters from your favorite prime TV shows. Um, and then also we have an upcoming, I guess, surprise um, that will be really fun for everybody. I don't even know what to say, but there's more. And something we're really excited about doing is going to probably come out in the next month or two. Yeah. Stay stay tuned. Big stuff <laughs> happening over here at W-I-S. And you're like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> but it sounds cool. <laughs> it is gonna be. It is cool. cool. <laughs> like cool, cool surprise. Uh, yeah, I know. I think I'm excited to be in person. We've already like started to do that. Oh, okay, that's the surprise. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, oh, there's big stuff coming mm-hmm. up. <laughs> well, we've been we've been tinkering. We've been little elves back here tinkering behind the scenes. Like we're gonna have. If you are Patreon to patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. If you're listening to this on the date it's released, so it's February 13th. Um, come March 1st, we're revamping the Patreon. It's going to be one single tier at 777 a month. That's $7.77. The angel blessings. Get in our Discord. That's where you're going to be able to suggest episode themes. It's where you're going to be able to uh, 
um, ask questions. We're going to have more listener questions for our five years and beyond starting an Aries season. We're just going to a little bit, a little, a little more formatting. I mean, we got, I'm, I would be horrified to listen to an episode from like June, 2018. Like, I just don't even know what. Oh, you girl listened to the first episode this morning. Wow. <laughs> I have someone who's doing a re-listen now. And I was like, please forgive me for anything that we said. Sure, we were fine. But I'm just like, that's a different human being, I would yeah. think. That's dude, that's the old cells. Like, don't we re- re- recreate new cells like every seven years or something? Yeah. Like, we're almost mm-hmm. a new person. Soon. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much I wasn't cringing. Oh. Like, it wasn't as, like, okay. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not, like, my favorite or anything yeah. but was I, it the mini episode or was it the full ep- first okay cool and i just um i just listened through for cuz i know we went through the signs and like how to mm-hmm. how to whatever how to reel one in or whatever um <laughs> so i went through and listened and like i wrote some more if we want to do that we don't have to do it now yes. um oh yes but- i would love to revisit I feel like I also listened on like 1.5 speed. So maybe it was that. I feel like we've gotten better about talking over each other and those kind of mm. things. But besides that, it's still the same three people. Wow. Oh, oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, I think if it was like absolutely horrendous, I guess we wouldn't have kept going <laughs> or like, you know, <laughs> people might have said like eh. I don't know it like I think that's like been the fun part too it's just been because people ask all the time like how do you start a podcast or what how did this happen or blah blah and it's like you just start talking and push record and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but you I think going back to like not ever really stopping or like taking a break even in really wild times like pandemics and getting married and times where we probably should have maybe taken a break we do bank you know, peek behind the current. We we will we will bank up during busier times. So, but it's been so integral of like my astrology learning and also like feeling. Good. I like just looking at our chart as a pod. I'm like, oh yeah, we're Pisces Venus in the tenth house. Like this is a healing practice. This is self exploration. I truly need y'all's insight on everything in my life, astro or otherwise, because you both think. We're not like wildly different people, but we do have very different perspectives. And I appreciate both of yours so much because it helps me better define mine too. So I just love you both so much. Oh, I love you guys too. I do too. I find that when we have moments when we bank or stuff, the wedding stuff didn't feel necessarily this way because we still got to see each other a bunch and celebrate yes. each other a bunch. But sometimes when like, someone's on vacation or we have to bank a bunch of episodes those weeks like it feels like I haven't seen you in years like I come back and I'm like oh I like it's yeah it's so um it's so part of my week now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah banking's not my it's not my ideal like I'd love to be more up with the times too and then too if we like make like pop culture references it's like okay well nobody cares about baby shark you know, yeah. months well, later or whatever. Actually, the people still all really care about <laughs> Baby Shark. <laughs> I think that we, as much as we are an Aquarius, um, mm-hmm. we also have, you know, 
the mutability, which is very of the moment. And I think that while it sometimes makes you worry, like, oh, are we saying something cringe or are we going to be, is this going to sound so dated later and whatever? There's also something that is like, I don't know, a release for our, for each other. And I think also for hopefully for the people listening where it is like, I don't know, it's something that kind of needs to be, I don't know, said at the moment or commented on or, or processed in some kind of way. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is like, vulnerable to do it's scary because you you don't know you are kind of like flying without a net um Mm -hmm. but it also I think we need people to do that Mm -hmm. yeah I'm well I'm like the rest of society rewatching girls right now and I I don't know I guess it's we're all collectively predicting the pen or not pandemic recession the other other all the other horrible tormenting things that come but it's interesting watching it now a full decade later because you see cell phones and screens and like they're talking about facebook messaging each other and you know stuff that feels like i don't know like it's it's a choice to to mark the time and i think so many times people will make like a movie or something be like i don't want to see any phones it needs to feel like it could be any time or whatever and rewatching it actually made me really appreciate like oh no if like if when we make things we should show the screen, like I'm even thinking about when we all first got to be real. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be so funny to listen to that later on when it's like, who gives a fuck about be real or that's so old. Okay, grandma. But I think choosing to show when you're creating something, um, I don't know. I just like, I like history well, and stuff like that. And I think it's important. We're an astrology podcast. We're supposed to be talking about the time, time. and what's happening specifically to this moment. And I think it is a thing that like, I wouldn't have known necessarily when we started doing this, that that would be part of it. But also thinking back to how that is a reflection itself of what's ha- what's going on. And there are probably ways that the transits and the astrology itself is influencing our recording that we weren't even aware of, or that if we were to look back would be so funny, but I mean, yeah, it's like it is a time capsule in that way. And uh, it, of course, things are going to sound dated. It's supposed to be updated. It's the the past and now we're here. Yeah. Wait, Lisa, what were were you prompting that we redo yeah. what we did back in 2018? <laughs> I wrote down a few things. I also okay. wrote down things I love about the signs and things I love about y'all and just more free balling journaling type stuff but i we can do that if you want to oh no yeah I've, i'll follow your your lead i'll yeah. i'll go through the um the signs and how to attract each sign i guess is the easiest way to um describe this yeah. i also was trying to look up the natal chart for girls and see what about it makes <laughs> oh it my feel like so now but i didn't really find it's... anything that stuck out so much um yeah what's the premiere date on girls? i mean saturn gonna... saturn libra um april 15th 2012 yeah well that was at the Ooh. southwest well, south like... by southwest premiere so i don't know well i want the hbo premiere i think that well that's... we're in that Eclipse reversal. Ah, then, oh, well, it says the North Node's in Sag, so uh, we've just had that. I think the reversal, right? Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. It did Have premiere at HBO April fifteenth, twenty twelve. 
Okay. Also, Jupiter Taurus, which is okay. coming this coming year. Um, but nothing that felt like, oh, this has to be like this or whatever. When Does it say when the last episode is or when it ends? I didn't. Let me see. I mean, I think it Sorry ended. Sorry to get into. Total of 62 episodes. The final episode it concluded on April 16th, 2017. Okay. This okay, to so me Aries also time. feels a little Uranus and Taurus reflection on in terms of I don't know just distance in terms of like who we value in culture and also thinking I know Lena Dunham is a Taurus mm-hmm. and thinking about that was just that too because I've been looking up third parts as I've been going <laughs> having that Jupiter and Taurus uh too just thinking about these more kind of like I don't know physical practical um sensual themes that I think are there and of of women uh I don't know like living their lives or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) and thinking about how we are how that like sparked conversations and how it has spread out into our own evaluation of our lives and then seeing these kinds of things too where it's like oh wow that's crazy that like I don't know how far we've how far we've come and also how far we've not come well it's also I think to pre watching any HBO show pre HBO Max is you're going to get like probably a really good show because we also weren't churning out just old anything. And you can just see how much time and tenderness and actual writing. Like I was just watching this like, oh my God, I was such an asshole to Lena Dunham in my in my critiques or whatever. It's like, she's a good writer. And like, these are really interesting relationships of these friends. And I think even they make a nod to Sex in the City all the time. Like they're talking about which Sex in the City characters they are. And I think it's just very... Um, and thinking of the North Node and Sag there, it's kind of, and Saturn and Libra, it's sort of like a why not, like why not show something like this and um, and who to, you know, it, those things always look corny now because we've seen so many replicas of it. But when you're the first-ish one, it's very, it's very, and also the choices of music, like it just leaned into who it was at the time too. And I think that that's, I, I encourage more, more of that. It's also making me think, though, of the different time with the internet, where I feel like 100%. now they now, weren't online at all. Yeah, but also now, like the internet is girls essentially, where it's like not not totally, mm-hmm. but it's like that. It's so un. Um, we see so many people's lives, and when there are so many kind of different um, voices and images and all of this kind of stuff, and I feel thinking about that not being an HBO Max, being a primetime Sunday, you got to tune in live. We are collectively um, event, talking about it. Yeah, event television and how different that is compared to now where you can, I don't, I don't know. Wow. I think oh, wow. it's really easy to say you've been too hard on Lena Dunham when you've never been asked to play her in a sketch. <laughs> okay, Lisa, that is a hate crime. And I'm sorry. I know. Hear, I'm I know. sorry to hear that. I have been talking about it for 10 years. Yeah. And <laughs> and maybe I did talk about this on Patreon or maybe I've just been talking whoever will listen about girls. But my last take on it, too, I think it's very refreshing to watch friends just have messy fights. I've been on a tear just thinking of like, you know, the HRification of personal relationships, like having very therapized language when we're like having our fights or talks with our friends. And it's just fun to see people call each other like a bitch and be like, you're you suck. I, you're making me so mad. You're so selfish. Like, I think there's something especially like hearing like the younger kids talk about it, like, whoa. And it's like, yeah, we used to just like hop off at each other. Like we do, you would just have a messy ass fight. You would sleep with your friend's boyfriend. 
And you'd be like, well, it's okay because there's another past or whatever it is. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I didn't being nostalgic for being an asshole was, I think, also what has bubbled up watching girls. Where it's like, oh God, we have advanced as a people. We are very kind and understanding and thoughtful, but are we supposed to be that kind and understanding and thoughtful? I think we might need to be little cut. I mean, I think we do. I think we do if we're having to interact with both intimate people and total strangers uh, mm-hmm. at an almost simultaneous and <laughs> equal rate. Mm-hmm. And I think thinking about something that I think was like great about girls or what was ma- hopefully the intention. And I think that Lena Dunham is like on record of saying this, of being like, it is supposed to be kind of our worst, uh, our messy tendencies are mm-hmm. not not the worst. I think it's supposed to be grounded in reality too. But that idea of like, this is a place for us to watch that and to work it out and to identify and go, oh, I'm, yeah, I've been a Jessa. I've been a Marnie. I've been a whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, reflect on your own life instead of it being like, we need to commemorate our life every day or not like aspirational. It's just, it's just like, oh, it's a real, real bitchy messes. Yes. All right. Okay. about Lena fucking Dunham. Good God. I <laughs> we gotta, we I gotta get her on. Can you imagine? I, <laughs> I would love. I'll would... just not be here that day. It's like I can't. <laughs> she can play guest, me. Guest host Lena Dunham. Actually, actually, could you play Lisa Chenu on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the tables have finally turned. Um, should we Good. talk about how to attract love from each sign of the zodiac? Oh my yeah. gosh! Sure, these are. Um, from the only astrology book you'll ever need, but I picked ones that I felt were not ones that were mentioned before and also that they're felt true. <laughs> like some yes. of them feel like, oh, maybe, but you know, these ones felt like, oh, okay, I can see it. Okay. Number one, my favorite sign, my husband. Aries. Um, Joanna Martine Woolfolk says to let them solve your problem. Ooh. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Oh wow. my god, I never thought of that as an Aries quality, but it mm-hmm. so is. They're surprisingly helpful. Yeah, they really are. They are, but it's like a comp- like, but not in a not in a Virgo way. Like, you know, no. like I'm I can show you that I can get this look. If you follow my guidance, you're, you're like it's like a motivational speaker, like yeah. sort of like I have the secret and this is going to blow your fucking socks off. I think Virgo is like a cleanup. There is mm-hmm. a um an instructional. This is how you this is what you did and this is how you should have done it. Instead of Aries, I think solving a problem is more like, well, there's just a clear a clear way forward there's no discussion about whatever and there's no even thinking about how we got here it's just this is what you do next i don't think of aries as um like i do think of them as problem solvers but i don't think of them as someone that you're like i need to rush to them with my problem Mm -hmm. so i feel like it is good advice to um to know that they're open to that and um, especially because I think Aries is such a headstrong sign. They kind of, they go with the flow. They do what they want, but like, they truly do care about other people. They're not just like, I know it gets put on selfish, but they're not really like, 
that selfish. I know it's more just like not um medley or whatever yeah, yeah. they're not necessarily taking it's it on simple. as their own or or even the idea like i don't want to say pr- unprincipled because i don't think that that's the case but i think again if we're going like in comparison to like a virgo critique mm-hmm. i think there is an idea about the way that everything is done there is a way of being as opposed to the aries just like no this is just what you do like that's mm-hmm. it's just so in- intuitive again the my only because it's my chart ruler with the Aries moon. It just made me think. And I think this is good advice about going to Aries maybe for when you do just need to hear that simple kind of gut reaction because Aries is just so it lovingly with love. I say like fishbowl, like goldfish, like what? It just sounds like that. You know, like it's like it's so like A to B. But I was thinking because I was talking with a dear friend. Um, she'll know who she is. because I know she listens and I won't reveal too much of your business. But she was talking to me about two people who have been bothersome to her. And I was just like, hey, wait, which person are you talking about? Because they sound the same. And she's like, they are giving me the same problems. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize I just helped your breakthrough. Because <laughs> I like literally did not know who the fuck she was talking about. Like, I'm like, wait, are you talking about that girl or that guy? Because they're both giving you the same headache. And she's like, this <gasps> is the same headache. And I'm like, well, um, my shoulders just relaxed. It wasn't even my problem. And I relaxed <laughs> hearing that. Well, it's, it's good to be like, it's like a, there are, I don't think Aries is not very biased, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, I think that that, and maybe that's why they're the opposite of Libra. And I think they can have those very like, who did what? Yeah. You sound like the asshole or no, they sound like horrible or like, this sounds like, mm-hmm. the, like, it, and it's not too convoluted. It's yeah, that first impression. It. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that first like impression. And it's, I think that that often is our right one we get told that we need to hear everything out and hear all of the information because that will actually help us make a more informed Mm -hmm. you know decision but a lot of times your first thought is the one that you go with and Mm -hmm. I think that that is where we get that like wow Aries I love them wow next is Taurus this is loaded because there's two of us Um, I picked this one because no one's ever done it to me but I do think I would really like it Show them a prized possession. Oh. Um, I feel like it oftentimes, um, I do feel, I also have Cancer Moon, so maybe that's that. But, like, if someone was like, this is my pocket watch from my great-grandfather on a date, I would de- that would definitely be something that would spark conversation with me. I wouldn't, like, move past it quickly. It doesn't feel like something that would, or even, like, I don't know. I think about like crystals that I have in my purse or something. Like when people show me stuff like that, I'm always like, wow, mm-hmm. that's really cool. I like I it's think- creative storytelling as well. Like it's not just surface level or this. It, it's it's sharing of and I'm thinking now of the opposite with Scorpio, right? Because I think there's going to be tethers of like what's attracting for those polarities. It's like it's showing a bit of, you know, if this is my grandfather's pocket watch. Like you probably don't show this to Everybody. Everybody. There's something a little exclusive about it as well. I think it's also very Venusian in -hmm. terms of what you what you value. Um, And also, I think the actual physicality of it too, not like an amorphous value. This is a physical thing that I carry around. So you can also see what that is how do they care for it what does it look like what is like how is it just like floating around in their purse is it in a pocket is it a thing i don't know that's very taurian to me venusian i, I also it. feel like you know 
she uses the word possession or whatever, um, which I think is a Taurus word. Mm-hmm. But, Second house stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think it can be a scar or a, like, it, I don't think it necessarily has to be a physical thing. Um, I feel like for the most part, when we're dating someone, we get exposed to those kind of things like when we go over to their place for the first time. And so I do think that's an interesting tactic just in general in dating is like bringing something with you. That might be interesting. And it's not like, hey, let's hop in the Uber so I can show you this card my mom wrote me. Like, not that. But if there is something that you carry with you or something that makes you feel special or important, even if it's a piece of clothing, like, I feel like that isn't something we show quickly. And it might be a way to build intimacy. I'm thinking of it as also a thing that you are willingly showing them not making them do the digging work it's not a thing that they noticed again not to say that Tauruses aren't going to notice those things but I think the act of saying like here I am presenting this to you feels very um I don't know like I love a show and tell. yeah, yeah I think like it's here, cool. look at that let's enjoy this it's a thing that you can like enjoy and look at together and also like hear about as opposed to you going like what's the deal with this well, can you imagine if you showed someone something special and they're like, oh, cool. I'll be like, that's it. Like, no, like mm-hmm. I just I just opened up like give me now it's time for you to share. Like now we'll talk about our connection to pocket watches or whatever it is. So not to say, I mean, maybe that's making me realize Tauruses might also run tests just like a Scorpio does. But that's what I think is like I'd want you to feel special that I'm now declaring you special enough to see this thing that I'm not going to show just anybody. Mm hmm. Gemini um Joanna mentions that they don't want to see like conformism that um they kind of want to see you thinking outside the box and I think that's definitely true um obviously I think Gemini's get in communication stuff that they you know they like to answer questions or ask questions and they're curious and those kind of things um but I I think non-conforming is something we always put with Aquarius Mm-hmm. And so I found that an interesting way into their heart. Um, I do think they're challengers. I do think they pick stuff apart. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean I feel like they're not as like stuck in their like decisions as Gemini, right? Like, so yeah, we're not conforming for a second here and then like moving on to the next thing. Um, and it's not like I forever believe like this thing or whatever. It's just uh, having an interesting dissenting opinion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like an honest opinion, you know, like a, a an actual, not just like what it says on the thing or being like, yes, I like that. It's saying like, oh, I, I actually hate pickles or whatever. You know, I'm not thinking of a <laughs> good example non-political now. example. Yeah. I think of music when I think of Gemini too. And I feel like I know many Geminis who will judge. And I don't think Geminis get enough credit for being how judgmental they can be. And and we all are to varying degrees, but I think if you're just served what's on the radio, it's like you're not going to search for a better song, like or you're not going to search for something that more interesting or connect that you connect to. Like I don't think Gemini wants, unlike Aries, that does want to go with the first option or like yeah that works, like that's easy. Same with Taurus. I think Gemini does want to what you said, Lisa, like picking something apart or feeling like there's choice or like you could you can go a different direction so I think um yeah I feel like I could see like a cute date being like 
like digging through vinyl, like going like thrifting or like searching through things, like and finding like back to the sort of treasure hunt thing because the signs do build on each other. But I like it with set thinking of it with Sag too, back since I'm in this polarity pick as well as like because I think of Sag as very non-conforming. So it makes sense that Gemini, yeah, they're not just gonna be like, here's this thing. It's like like modifying a shirt or like doing something a little different. Like getting it just out the box is not very Gemini. Mm-hmm. I think it feels to like safe to them too to know that they can give their opinion and like it wouldn't be even if it's not like the most popular opinion that it wouldn't be judged that way because sometimes they do just like say shit they don't mean <laughs> so mm-hmm. like yeah. 100 yeah don't it might change also like just well, be fine with it not being a forever statement I think it's also just an evidence of like thought as opposed to you just get, eat eat what's in front of you or whatever it's like you can have a I think a a miss man maybe that's not true I was gonna say I think you can have like a conforming opinion but you have to also show your work as to why an opinion stands or whatever something something there to show that you have thought this through that this is an opinion or 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 something you've researched or something as opposed to I actually don't know anything about this Mm -hmm. totally next is cancer um I think that obviously cancer is a very like datey sign. Like it's even just seems like, oh, they're like sweet and they have a big heart and they're romantic and blah, blah, blah. Um, The thing that stood out to me here was romantic music um, or it, it said like, you know, theater or whatever that, that they, they would appreciate like being in those feelings and hearing those sounds or whatever. Um, I I like that notion because I feel like a lot of the times, obviously it's out of our control in most date spaces. Um, and so I think thinking about what a place sounds like before going to it is a really interesting challenge. Um, obviously like a rom-com or something or like a play that has a romantic arc to it would be the simplest way. But I do think that there are places that feel rom- like I feel like even the Dresden here in LA like I know it's not they're not playing like love songs and I know it's not the same people that used to play music there anymore but it feels romantic like there's a there's a good acoustic to it it's dark it's like lighting's yeah. perfect yeah mm-hmm. and it just feels like and that it doesn't necessarily feel like cancery or homey by any means but i think just the challenge of like the music i do think it would be a fun date for a cancer mm-hmm. i think thinking about that i think that i love that and also the light specifically thinking of like cancer as being ruled by the moon and wanting to not be necessarily shown in a bad light or something like very literally but also in one that it's like the being sensitive to how what's like the vibe that you're going to be around what are what's the thing that we're setting and kind of wanting to I don't know I don't want to say like set them up but to be mindful of that as opposed to putting them in a thing where they're like working hard to not have to overcome a lot yeah don't bring a cancer to overhead lighting they'll they'll be they're sensitive like Mm -hmm. so like lighting sounds smells taste I think that they're gonna feel all those Things. And I'm thinking of Capricorn too. Like I think Capricorn just wants to maybe be in charge of maybe setting the sound space, you know, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I think I think Cancer definitely can have that 
you know, whatever movie they last watched is their new personality. So I think they could be very empathetic and, and floaty and changey. So yeah, if you put them in the Dresden, which is stone walls and good booths and there's music, like it's going to make them want to open up and like, it's like, oh, it's dark and safe and I can show a little more myself versus maybe being, you know, I don't know picking up booze at Walmart in the bright lights be like, yeah, this is not sexy. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is like a job. I want to mm-hmm. feel, I want to feel sexy on a date. Also I have to do like a whole maybe Patreon episode just on the Pamela Anderson doc alone, but God, if you want to just see if just watch that, this is, this is that like living romantically being wooed, getting flowers. Like it's just sweet. It puts you in the mood. It shouldn't feel like, yeah, like as Pam said, why can't we live a romantic life every day? Like, is it, cho- it shows you the separation of like something being special. So, oh, I like, mm-hmm. yeah, sound, sound is, sound is key. I'm going to go out on a limb and say overhead lighting is probably not a great date spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. For uh, any sign. Maybe, maybe a museum. And usually I would say those things are daytime where there's lighting coming in other ways as mm-hmm. well. So, mm-hmm. well, and I, I'm like a heads up or whatever to like a clear, I was just a, thinking cl- that. a clear deciding, uh, thinking of like that cancer shell to of like making sure they feel properly armed, not in a defensive way, but in a way where it's like, oh, well, how could I, I'm without my shell. How can I possibly excel in this moment or whatever? Like if I'm coming out, it needs to be in a, a contained mm-hmm. way. And check the moon back to the moon too. Like if the moon's mm-hmm. in Sag, maybe it is time to put on the sneakers and get on a horse or like go hiking if it's in Taurus maybe it's time to go into like a you know a good Italian restaurant so I think I think cancers don't only need to be coddled and you know romanticized and be like god another poem you know like I but I think checking what they're feeling like doing too like asking a cancer like do you want to do something more intimate or do you want to do something more adventurous mm-hmm. totally next is Leo um tough one you know what as I always say I don't have a lot of them um joanna mentions that it should be posh um and i think that's up for interpretation that word um but also mentions that they don't like heavy makeup oh and i think that's an interesting um challenge again to like find something to do that isn't just getting dressed up and going to dinner with a Leo because I do think that's like where everybody's mind goes it's like steakhouse or whatever and of course Joanna mentions those things too it's not to say like that those things don't you know work or exist but um uh fun uh like you're saying hiking or going to the beach or something where wearing heavy makeup would be a little bit weird like so I think finding those challenges because Leo's like doing that stuff too. They're not just like going out to dinner every night. They have like a life. I think posh they might be way- going out to dinner every I mean, night. Actually. Yeah. Maybe, but like they <laughs> but- also like going to the beach. I think. Yeah, like, doing I was other like stuff day yeah. and night. There also is a beachside restaurant that you go to in your caftan and your hat and all of this. I think it's posh in the way where it's like we are prepared for all of these things. If you're taking me to the beach, we're not like sitting down in the sand. It's with a blanket that you have thought what we might do. And there's a, we have some snacks. It doesn't have to be the fanciest thing. I think it's just in that way where it's like, we are cared for and thought of. And um, again, I think it's a similar, like wanting to be in the best light sort of thing where it's like, don't, um, 
yeah, don't come full faced makeup and be like, we're going on a hike that sets me up to be like, feel silly, or you can't actually like help me. Uh, are you going to let me fall down the mountain because you're so worried about your outfit or whatever, like that kind of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Leo too is, of course they look great. Like that they're born that way, but they all are heart ruled and they do want connection too. And I'm married to one and I do have Leo friends. And I feel like a lot of the times they just want to be next to you. Like they just want to, it doesn't have to be anything too complicated. Like if they like you, they like you so they could do whatever. I feel like most of my dates with Pablo, it's just, you guys are, it's like, you know me, but it is like, we're doing like a late night, dark steakhouse, red bottles. Like if we're going to do that, we're Ubering, getting bottles of wine. Like let's do it. Like let's bacchanal. Or we just like our, or we, we always say like, oh, do you want to go on like our European date? Which is just bringing a blanket to the park, sitting in the sun and bringing a book and cheese and cracker. Like, mm-hmm. but in the, with like little talking, like it'll be like, wa- like tons of wine at night, like gossiping, you know, digging in, diving or like, or like a lion or we sit in the sun all day and don't say much. And we just, and we just exist next to each other or like pop the mushrooms and just hang out and like, you know. But, but we're there uh, with each other. Yeah. There's a I, full a, day too. Yeah. Like oh, that's language. Sure. doing both. Yeah. This is one that doesn't, that can't be rushed. I feel like either where For again, sure. it's like, if you have somewhere to be like, what? No, we're taking our time. We're ordering dessert. We're sitting, we're mm-hmm. going to have coffee and we're going to talk afterward. I think that's Second also, location, nightcap, like we're keeping it going. Posh about that. Again, it's not Very. the actual expense of it. It's the, like, we are not, we don't have anywhere else to be except for this. We can walk to the thing. We're not uh, at anyone else's whim. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, I'm I I'm married to a posh motherfucker. Like getting a getting a compliment at a or like not for me, but for the food is just very like wow. You have to really like this thing. And also, I think like yeah, why we're out? Why wouldn't we get an appetizer? Why wouldn't we get like the thing? Like why why would we hold ourselves back if this is a night we decided we're gonna do it? I feel like the challenge here is that the park book is just as posh as the steak mm-hmm. dinner. Oh, it's so, but yes. It's just that you don't think of that when someone says posh. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember know? first dating Pablo. He's like, what are you reading? I'm like, I should read books, shouldn't I? <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, I should. Yeah. And it was like a great, he's like, oh, I just, yeah, I'm reading this new book. Like, let's like get, pick up some coffees and croissants and sit in the park. I'm like, that is chic. Like, yeah. yes. Okay, hot. I'm just gonna sit with this like hot dude and read. Okay, yeah. smart, smart and sexy. Yeah, Leo. Hell yeah. yeah. We have Virgo. Um, two notes from Joanna. One is to talk about their pets. They like to talk about their pets. Mm. Um, and the second is to let them worry. Oh my God. Mm, wow. Don't be, don't think it's about you. If you let them, let them worry, let them figure out the place, let them, you know, tinker and all of that. Ooh, wow. I love that because it's the process, the, the processing and the necessary, that would be like, you know, you don't just eat the food and it comes right out. It's got to go through your digestive tract and get all broken down and split up and used all the parts. Mm-hmm. That's interesting thinking with pets and worry too, because I feel like pets are just, God, they're just nature's antidepressants. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, oh, yes, I don't, 
hopefully like that worry isn't towards the pet, but the pet is that calming force of like caring for something that's so sweet and tender. My Virgo mom sent me a very cute picture of her cat in her lap while they were watching HGTV today. So I'm feeling very feeling that. And the amount of times I've also yelled at her, although I'm trying to romantic pick up my mom, but I'm just very acquainted with Virgo worrying energy. And it's like, she said, like, she said, just let me, this is, this is my happy place. <laughs> like, just let me fret. Just let me wring my hands and call 400 people and live in stress because it makes me feel in control. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, right. This is one well, Virgo with, Pi- ooh, I know. Virgo and Pisces, again, the polarity that it's a unique one. Is there a connection here? I'm not worry. <laughs> yeah, worry, I think, for sure. Yeah, I guess more dread and doom yeah. for Pisces, yeah. but uh, well, rather I than day-to-day worry, existential worry for, for Pisces. I think for both of them, though, it's about knowing that things need to be perpetually moving and going and they can't they can't just stop. And I think mm-hmm. worrying and also like what, whatever that is, is about knowing that we don't want things to get held up too long or go or get off track because we are we're keeping it we're keeping like the cycles moving through um and or not and knowing that you have like a part to play in that totally and i think it's a good reminder i just have i've had so many friends boyfriends and ex-boyfriends be virgos and it's it's interesting seeing friends want to solve the people who are trying to solve everything. Like Mm -hmm. I just want them to stop solving things. And now I'm like, Oh, maybe not that they asked for any advice, but maybe the observation is that's just them, hun. Like Mm -hmm. that's just, we can't, these are some foundational chains that they're, but isn't it sweet? They care. Like that's the, that's the other. And if that's what they like to be doing, a lot of us don't, I think a lot of us want to solve the worrying because we don't want to be thinking about those things. And if that is the space where they feel most themselves and like, this is a space that they like being in. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's a, what's an organizer without the chaos to organize. That's like the, it's making me think of like be our guest, uh, you know, thing where it's like, you know, if we're just flat, we're sitting around without the dinner party to be in, it's fine. We're going to, we're going to get dirty and we're going to get washed, but we're being used at the party. Like mm-hmm. we, we got to have a party to be getting, getting let dirty them hem get and haul yeah. over what they're going to eat at the place, you know, mm-hmm. let them do it. Mm-hmm. You don't need and to they're help. Mer- and they're mercury too. So like the verbalizing, you know, like the speaking out loud, I think a lot of us are worrying just as much as Virgos. We're just don't say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just brave enough if, to say it. Yeah. If we're worried that if we say it, we'll be doubted. We'll be, mm-hmm. uh, we'll lose our authority, but. I or if you're superstitious like me, I'm like, oh, it will come true if I say this out loud. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, yeah, I'll just have it Virgo's slowly like, no, we, kill my insides. We This needs to be said out loud because also you can process, you can only process so much. And if I say what I am worried about, you might say, oh, actually we have a thing over here or whatever too. Mm-hmm. I think it's like not necessarily intentionally collaborative, but there is something about speaking things out that like lets people know what is there. It's like, I think it is really like a service to be upfront about your concern so then it also alerts people to know that there are things going on that we all should like we all can chip in and and do that and I think Virgo like lets themselves be not messy really but messy in that like neurotic kind of way Mm -hmm. but so we know how hard people are working and what what goes into doing these things Scorpios Libra Um, 
Oh, Libras. Oh. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Skip. They all collect. Can you imagine? They're the so mad right where now. Happened, where they thought it was going to keep going. So sorry. It. It's because my dog was barking. Don't worry about it. Hey, Libras. Uh, just remember. Not- just remember that I'm the one that just remembered you. Okay. When you're telling me how I've been too hard. Right Look, here. it's not you. It's me. Um. It's I. There's. I don't know. It's definitely go all out, and I feel like it's. Libras have an understanding of what does it mean that they're taking me to this place or what is it? There's this aesthetic thing that happens. So I feel like they are reading into it a little bit where if you're like, let's go to the library, like that's a great suggestion for a Libra. But then they're like, what does it mean that they're taking me to the library on a first date? Like, can they not afford to take me on a date or are they like a library like this is what they do every day or, you know what I mean? So there is, there is a notion that if you are going to go all out, they'll read into that, that you really like them. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, wherever it is, it needs to be a reflection of them. Not so much you, like I, your favorite place can be your favorite place. And you can explain that this is your favorite place, but I think it does need to be like, this is a place where we are going to be. I don't, I, I feel like this, is almost more closer to the Leo uh, things that we would say is like, it's a, we need to be dressed appropriately. We need, this is a place where we can like be seen, so to speak, where it is again, like we are out together in a uh, like, I don't know. I don't want to say necessarily like public, but there is something to me about that. That's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like to be, to be noticed, to be observed, to be, uh, I don't know, very on, on display. Mm-hmm. I think like Aries too. My because it's you know no shade but all shade to the Libras like it's not that hard to woo a Libra like they're pretty open and like they're very interested to see what you're about and they're interested in people in general so like even if maybe they're not necessarily romantically interested in you they're like they just might think you're an interesting person that means things can adapt and change however I think like Aries. I would just be careful what you share with a Libra because Mm -hmm. like what Lisa says, they're taking, they're taking stock of everything you've just shared. And if it makes them feel comfortable or uncomfortable, I think keeping a little bit of mystery is encouraged because, you know, Libras have a way of bringing out all this stuff in people and not to say that they're doing it sneakily, but I don't like keep, I don't like be mindful of like oversharing with the Libras because I think it's, it's very easy very easy to do that and then just also asking them if they like this i mean they're venus sign too just be like is this your jam is this a thing and it's like they'll probably yeah i think direct you know as as always with the indecisive libraness like a direct yes and no question is always appreciated for the libran folk too is like are you into this place like no not really (laughs) like or like maybe next time we go do something like this or you know they're they're open and adaptable too scorpios um, aye, aye, aye. the thing I gleaned most from is to give all of your attention to them. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. If that's... I feel like they, um, every sign feeds off of attention. This isn't like a, a thing about being selfish or self-serving. I think Scorpios definitely are people who uplift others, but I do think that as far as like being desired goes I think that that really tracks up top for them Mm -hmm. it's hard with Scorpio I am surrounded by them and I feel like my life with Scorpios is constantly 
them being like, yeah, you told me that already. Or, um, or if I'm like, they're like, are you texting while you're talking to me? <laughs> you know, I'm like, good God. Like, and then I'm like, but I'm a Taurus. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking texting. I have something to send. Like, you're not, I go the opposite. I'm like, you're actually not the most important person <laughs> in my <laughs> life. These are friends, mind you. I'm not trying to, I've also dated and fucked many, many Scorpios. So. I think that could also work. I just, it can't like beginning of dating. I don't know. No, think no, no. Work. And that's, yeah. adi- that's mm-hmm. just etiquette. Etiquette 101, no texting at the table. Maybe if they go sneak away to the bathroom. But I think, too, that attention, and they have just such good memories. Like, it's annoying. So, like, they, they're they going to, if you're that tourist showing them that special pocket watch, three years later, they're going to remember that thing. And I think, um, I, I'm, I'm, like, borrowing off of the Libra stuff of, like, be careful of what you're shared, too, because Scorpio does not let that just, like, slide out lightly. And I think, yeah, I think attention because they pay so much attention to get that back is like shocking or surprising to them. If you can really like match their attention giving energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, no notes. I'm just like, yeah, that it does. I do feel like it is the I mean, you know, once it's on like that's the yeah. other part, too. The Scorpio ain't very subtle when it comes to if they want to put their stinger in you. <laughs> they, it, it's known. So don't think I've engaged with Scorpio. Oh, that's what where I'm like, wait, maybe. I've been engaged to Scorpio. I know. Yeah. I know. I think I'm the I have all of the Scorpio that I need where I'm like, God, I can't I can't do more. Mm-hmm. Um, Sag is um, taking interest versus prying. Um, there, the, mm. you know, the text kind of basically for lack of better terms says they're not really that interested in you. So you don't need to, um, <laughs> push their boundaries at all. Mm-hmm. That, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, not like, I think it, what, I forgot what we were talking about, but there's something where it's, um, like. A mo- either like parental or like just boring where it's like not the fact I don't want to talk about the like facts of a thing I want to talk about like what excites you about something not I don't want to see how much you I don't want to like it's the boring stuff as mm-hmm. opposed to like oh that's like I'm passionate about this or I like that you're passionate about like tell me more about how that makes you feel kind of thing not I don't think Sag necessarily gets a feelings uh rap but I think when it is something that excitement is a feeling and that is a thing that I want someone to make me feel not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm putting like, uh, yeah. I feel like the coming off of Scorpio too, with like all the attention and like prove it, like it's like kind of creepy to a Sag. I think if you're that it's like, don't you have a life? Like, yeah. don't you, don't you do your own thing? Don't you have your own friends or interests or like, like just co- prove to me that you're a cool individual versus like, oh, that you could literally become like tethered to me in an instant. Like, I, I feel like that de- like deep devotion of Scorpio, which again, Sagittarius are going to most likely have a lot of Scorpio placements as well. So not that there's no room for any of that, but I think Sag is impressed if you can stand on your own. Mm-hmm. Totally. And speaking of standing on your own, Capricorn, (laughs) um, they they like serious um, and stimulating things. Uh, So, you know, 
Joanne talks about art and theater and museums and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I also think um, museum is kind of a cool example because I think they like to walk. Mm-hmm. And so um, that that tackles both interests. And I also think a museum is a serious place. I mean, depending on, you know, there's children's museums and stuff, but like for the most part, there's museums of ice cream. You yeah. Know? There, it, for the <laughs> Don't most, take a Capricorn to that. that actually, would... <laughs> I went there with a Capricorn. You did? She did wanted like to it? go. Wow. Yeah. I think um, but I need that it's big three. something to be taken seriously. So it's mm-hmm. something it's something where, where there's a decorum, there's a way we behave and all of those kind of things. Well, I think mm-hmm. there's also something very Capricorn about museums in terms of things that have stood the test of time and have lasted and that are deserving of our respect and attention. And there is something where it's like having having the reverence for that and having the wherewithal to like. I don't know. Or being like, I I want us to go be around things that are important. Old. Yeah. Impre- <laughs> impressive. Impre- yes. All of this. And it's a way to like share your, even if you don't have to necessarily be the most knowledgeable about what's happening, but to know, like, I don't know. How do you, how do you engage with things that are clearly, yeah, old, old important, whatever. Yeah. I think, I do think that flush of Scorpio sad cap do value impressiveness and it just is either maybe something they haven't seen before or wow you're like you're like a carpenter like your whole life is like doing wood stuff like it's just it's just that's interesting to them and I think Capricorn I think it's a good reminder about like culture and things that have value and back to like very earthy tangible sorts of things like they don't want a dummy either like it's like you should have some interest in the world around you investment and accumulation not in a capitalism like money mm-hmm. necessarily way but i think it is like how what do you what do you spend your time on and your resources and what can you do love it aquarius i mentioned in my notes that they need to be able to depend on you i think that's something that we don't talk about with aquarius is how Mm. fixed they are um and how they they really do need like the trust and companionship stuff that i think we mostly place on other signs um obviously they don't want to be taken to like the normie spot but they also need to know that like you're gonna be there when they stumble or whatever so i think there is a being on time here that is maybe important or an arranging transportation or doing something that shows that like you're stable because they might not always be Mm -hmm. oh that's good i've also fucked and dated many aquarians and ain't that I never thought of it that way because I'm like, oh, I was really the dependable one. And also like they to value their community and their crew. So if you're their partner, that's like mm-hmm. you're the highest, you're their co-cult leader. Like you're the mm-hmm. highest member of that crew. And like, I think getting along with their friends is really important. Being able to come into their world. Like all the Aquarians I dated were the op- total opposite, totally different interests, but I could go to their metal shows you know, and hang, like, I'm not like, oh, I'm never going to be into that thing you're into. And I think we don't have to be the same, but you have to respect yeah, the things I, my, the, the community in the world that I'm in. 
I was just going to say respect. And I think that that is what you're saying, Lisa, of like the on time and the dependability and all of that is like taking them, taking them seriously, not Mm -hmm. in a way that's like condescending or whatever, but in a way that like is valuing their unique existence because it is likely to have some things where you could go like, oh, I'm thinking of like, this is maybe too cliche, but like Dungeons and Dragons or something like that, where someone could go like, oh, or like, oh, you're playing video games. Oh, you design this thing. You make miniatures, you do whatever. Like they might have eccentric uh, things that you could, yes, where you could go like, oh, or you're like, oh, you're still a punk rocker. And it's like, no, you're devoted. Yes, that, yes, they're unchanged, whatever. Like, yeah, you have to respect that and understand that that's important to them. If, yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be important to you, but you can't be like, Oh, your little, your little toys. Mm-hmm. Be my this snob energy is something I think Aquarian. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna date Aquarian, be mindful of being snobby towards them. And also, Aquarians can be quite snobby right back. So it's like a fine line of back to respect. It's like yeah, they collect Legos, but like they have it in like a glass vault. Like it's obvious. Yeah, it's fucking rude to be like, oh, you like Legos? It's like clearly I have this fucking room dedicated in my apartment to it. Yeah, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think well, also with Aquarians, it just if it's gonna work, it's gonna work. Like if you're in, if they if they grant you permission in, you're granted permission. I think in the very fixed signs are like that. I could that applies to all of them. If you're out, Mm -hmm. you're out. Like you're out, you're yeah, way out. You're whacked. Um, Pisces. This one really stood out to me because my mom's a Pisces, and I think this is really uh, something I've learned from her. But also. I think it goes in with talking about sentimentality, which I think gets put on them a lot. Um, but it's just remembering the things that they say. So if they have mm. a big test coming up or they have a, a mm. thing at work or, you know, they're having trouble with a friendship or another relationship to remember and like check in about those things. Um, and I think we think of sentimental as being like remembering the past and the old and not like, remembering the thing that's really important to somebody or like what they're going through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think what they're into at the moment too I guess that's all of the those things of like remembering what they say because they are gonna change Mm -hmm. like it's not 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 drastically or whatever but maybe I think seeing them like they can see other people and they like are so sweet at recognizing people's gifts and talents and just being impressed. I feel like I always get the nicest text of my life from my Pisces friends where they just say just very sweet affirmations. And I think, I think Pisces can sometimes feel invisible a lot of the time or like, they're just kind of moving through or like, you know, I don't know. I just, I can see them being like, well, no one would show up for little old me, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're valued. We love you. Good God. Be kind, be as kind to yourself as you are to every single person that is around you. So I think yeah, nobody's seen them. Um, that's very, very sweet. And I think they would love that. Yes. Well, that's the 12. Wow. Ophi- How much no, should Ophi- we- I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much you can do with Ophiuchus. I mean, <laughs> so much to love. Yeah. Ignore them. Don't return their text. Yeah, I was like, Fucus absolutely loves to be nagged. Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just give us a little quick highlight of our solar return chart for this 2023, if that works for y'all. If yes. you guys don't know at home, a solar return chart 
is basically your birthday chart. It's when the sun comes back to your natal sun, um, usually on your birthday, but it might be like the night before or the morning after. It just depends because planets and tilts and axes and all that jazz. But our birthday is February 15th, 2018. So our solar return chart for 2023, we are a, I'll screen share this because I forget we're on, yeah, we, yeah, we're on YouTube we're now. We're on YouTube. Another, another Subscribe, thing, another like, thing. comment, share. Fun over there. You can see my tabs with girls series and all that shit. Um, but this is our solar return chart for 2023. We're a Leo rising this year, ladies. Ooh, we got the it. moon in Sagittarius in the fifth house, which sounds pretty fun to me oh and also God, sounds like mm-hmm. node and mc Whew. yeah uranus in the 10th house which seems i mean i like thinking of uranus too as like wow i don't know what that will meet you know it, i think i'm gonna hide my bookmark just now um anyway wow. <laughs> but i think uranus too is that things you wouldn't see coming so uh i hope it i hope it's good stuff especially with the node up there so who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's look at this beautiful this Venus Neptune conjunction. This I know Saturn the Sun house, exact give us, conjunction. Give us your money, everybody. Um, and then Sun Saturn. Yeah, in the seventh house, I could see that being new partnerships, new contracts, yes. um, new collaborations. I know we want to have more guests and more, and even more listener questions too. So I feel like that's really in that community, and it's nice sextile to the Sag Moon. So it's all very encouraging. The biggest like square off it is it is this sixth house Pluto um with mercury here um getting a square from the nodes um mm-hmm. which i think you know the hardest part of operating a business or pod is the re- the day-to-day stuff and the routines um so maybe a refreshing there never never hurts to refresh your your day-to-day operations gemini mars in the 11th too feels very going out and doing live shows and like meeting more people and you know that community sort of Effort, effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jupiter Aries ninth international travel. Anyone publishing? Anyone? You know, I find that Pluto square the nodes is so like, um, you know, throw this away, start over, get this done. Like, I find it so like empowering in a way yeah. where Pluto mm-hmm. normally scares the fuck out of me. But I feel like when it's the node, like it has to be something for you know for the purpose, for the good, for the thing. Mm-hmm. And like that grow I mean getting rid of what's like not working and keeping mm-hmm. what does that I think they also are in like the I don't want to say the right places, but like totally the South node is like, oh yeah, we know. I mean like we've said it's it is how do you move forward when everything you've ever said is like on record and kind of like mm-hmm. going Get it being able to like move past that or knowing knowing where you've fallen short, knowing ha- being very public and seeing you seeing have, having people watch you. I don't want to say fail because I don't feel like we fail, but that thing, whatever it is that you're like afraid of, you do have to clear yourself of that in order to move forward to your next things and be able to see yourself as something that can be growing and changing and expanding and not limited to what it's been. Mm-hmm. And I think people have seen us fail, not like at the podcast, but we talk about our lives. So yeah. like, I was gonna say we, that, sh- yeah. we still show up when yeah. crazy shit is happening to us. And not that it, it means we have to come on here and be like, this is how like, we're not that kind of woo woo and wellness podcast. Like this is the key to unlocking all of your joy and happiness. It's like, no, we just have to keep things. Exi- I think what astrology has taught me is like those shitty times do go on they, they they're not forever mm-hmm. they do move forward like tracking time which is basically astrology with you know this mythological folklore twist has been like oh like 
things will keep going. We will have Uranus in Gemini soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. are having, we're about to have Saturn. We're in the final days of Saturn and Aquarius, you know, and Pluto, oh God, and don't even get started on Pluto as well. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. going to be, there are things and shifts and things coming in. I think too, especially with like time and the length of project, you know, I think, I was, I mean, I was telling Pablo this over our late steakhouse dinner last night of like, you know, talking about like what we're doing this year and our goals and this stuff. And I'm like, I mean, if it sucked to record and keep doing this, that would have ended, <laughs> you know, like yeah, if, it, yeah. if it wasn't restoring, even if like we I didn't have, even if we reduce it to one episode a month and never, you know, like reduce everything, it's like, it's just such like, a important part of my social, emotional, astrological friendship practice. Like I can't imagine not but also it's because we're not there yet either mm-hmm. like i'm sure at like 90 we'll be like okay guys i think it's time to, <laughs> to <laughs> call the pod but for now yeah. it's like it's just there's so many options to to make like now it's been the baby is born now it's yeah. like what's kindergarten like for right now like what is it going to focus on here i also think and this is something that maybe is like the mars in the 11th or the Gemini thing. Um, I just feel like as many other astrology things as there are, like you don't really hear astrologers talking about the things we talk about and together. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like there is, and I think it's like another reason to subscribe to our Patreon and support us financially is that there's three of us and it's, we've never not ever one of us has missed an episode it's not like one of our thing it's all of our thing and Mm -hmm. maybe someone might have to miss an episode in the future or whatever that's like something that whatever shit happens yeah for the most part we schedule around the three of us even when we have guests we schedule around four people sometimes six people like we've (laughs) made this podcast work as a group of astrologers talking about astrology which is not something other people do sure Mm -hmm. like astrologers have other guests or whatever or talk in in tandem with other people but um like the three of our lives moving too and all of those things so I think that it really is like unlike any other thing like I (laughs) dare I Mm -hmm. say um in that you know it's there's a you see the friendship but also the astrology stuff Mm -hmm. I think being wrong too is Mm -hmm. our, our secret sauce and I, I, you know, we've interacted with many astrologer, very professional people, and I get being wrong in astrology is not encouraged, you know, like people really want accurate predictions. They really want, you know, to know what's going to happen. And I think, I mean, haven't we, if we knew that what was all going to happen because of the stars, everyone would be using astrology, things are nuanced and life happens and things change. And I think having the freedom to not feel like we have to be, I've got, I don't feel any pressure to like make perfect guesses of what's going to happen. Cause we're just kind of like talking about it in like a brainstormy way that ends up just being the pod. And I feel, I feel bad that so many solo astro people have such, you know, and that pressure is put on them a lot of times from their followers is to like, tell me what the fuck is going to happen. And I think None of us, they don't know that, by the way. No one knows it. No one they knows. can make their best guesses, and we have historical context of what happened in the astrological past. But it's fun to muse at what could or what the energy is going to be. And it's weird how many of the, how much of the time it's been 
accurate from what we've talked about. I don't think accuracy is our goal, but just by organically letting us do astrology, we're getting, we continue to get better at it. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, we talked about Rihanna with Saturn Pisces stuff and she's, she's now had a back. baby and coming to the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, I mean there are classic. Our pop culture references are excellent. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, maybe I'm not like up to date on the, you know, Ukraine crisis, but <laughs> we're doing our best. Yeah, yes. we're we're doing our best. But I think, yeah, there's a, there's a, I, I'm excited for this. You know, what's fine. I was looking up because I was looking at old returns and look at 2020. By the way, home. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We're oh home. God. We're not out. We are down yeah. here. We're oh, holding up whoa. these walls with our bare hands. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, literal. So, yeah, this is also fun to um, wow. for folks who want to look at. I think because astrology, this is 2021. If you want to move through coming up, a little bit. Coming up, but not out fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming up, first house stuff too. Like, who am I? What are we doing? What yeah. are the things? Like, I don't know. Gosh, Nothing all up. of that Aquarius Mm-hmm. really okay. Mercury then, retrograde as well at that yeah. time oh um, and then this last year 2022 okay we're a oh. little back up we're you know got yeah. that wedding rising for yeah. sure very scene you know back is it I mean god if, if you told me like what happened in 2022 I'm like I don't really remember yeah <laughs> but still still this like this... leo moon root home but yeah but yeah. i was like that moon moon saturn opposition too i feel like i've had like the home home out Mm-hmm. Uh, responsibilities yeah. and this all this I mean all that ninth house and Neptune Jupiter Neptune in the eleventh lots of lots of cap lots the cap party time baby this is like a <laughs> definitely like a funner solar yeah return. I'm looking yeah. forward to this this is really interesting I'm mm-hmm. yeah should I look I, at 2024 should I say yeah me? let's see all right let's just see because then we'll come back and reflect no no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. I mean, I have to see how this next, but fourth. I mean, well, maybe it okay. is here. How about this? Twenty twenty three. Wow. Like explosive fandom stardom, and then we like we all buy our like beach houses, and then we're mm-hmm. home, and then mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Then we retire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, oh, we're just trying to get not gonna retire, state. but no, we'll just no get more way. houses. But I mean, look yeah. at this. Look at this. Like, uh, you know. okay i see i see retreat in a way but Mm. maybe because i see 12th house south node too where it's like maybe we are traveling and coming back and doing retreats or doing something like that that'd be fun yeah what if we all move in together i don't know okay that's okay (laughs) count me in yeah so this is again i know you said before a great reminder to get on our youtube there's no ads over there uh you can see all this chart stuff we're looking at yet i know well keep it going baby and then we'll then you'll get them YouTube as a skip. Get us to that five seconds. Get us to that twenty twenty four fourth house. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're trying to get them beach houses. Um, or like twenty twenty four will be so weird. We're like, we all actually have to hide in our bunkers. Just kidding. Yeah, um, but I mean, all me. of this. I I don't know. I like that. Uh, at home, I, that feels like a place of security to me. Not in a yeah. bad way, but in a way where it's like that's like a foundational with be- Venus right there on the IC and and Mm -hmm. conjunct pluto and mars of that being like so i don't know action action oriented and also values oriented and this like i don't know transition into the future i mean we don't know what the world is going to be like like Mm -hmm. you said i hope i hope it's not literally our bunkers but i think also 
learning how to transition your values into transformation and action. Um, because I do think that we take our like, I don't know, I know we don't take ourselves as seriously in this because it's that, but also we don't take it lightly that we have an audience and that you guys listen to us and that we, that you are like, I mean, I hope you're not for five years. Yeah. I mean, you've been listening to us for five years. We are, we are integrated into your, to your lives. And that means, that means a lot to, to, uh, we wouldn't do this if that Mm -hmm. also wasn't happening too, uh, as much as that we would, we do hang out and, and enjoy each other's company outside of this too. But I think that knowing that there is, there are people listening to us and counting on us and, and finding value in what we do and, and being, that roots us, I think, in how we engage with the world and have our conversations and allows us to be open and messy and want to be forthright about the things that we're learning and how we're growing, because we know that you are going through the same thing. We're all living in this world that's changing and and learning to adjust and adapt to that. And And thank you for letting us be part of your experience. Yeah. And also, too, for 2024, this Saturn and Neptune in the fifth house. It feels like, oh, maybe just only getting to work on fun, creative things. Yes. Only. Um, Tra- fuck, sextile Jupiter in the seventh. Hello. Mm-hmm. This Taurus, beautiful Taurus moon. Especially too. I mean, I bitch about this all the time, but you know, podcast lists and shit like that. It's like, you guys like, you know, offend- I would love to have Conan on, but it's like, you guys are aware of like Conan's pods. You know what I mean? You're choosing to listen to something indie and, you know, intimate. And I think that that's really sweet and we hope to see you over on patreon we got to plug it again because come on this is how it functions patreon.com also our discord we can chat we can share you know i know patreon we i know we're pretty loose over here but we do we don't bleep out names over on patreon let's just say that we haven't i mean yes <laughs> like, like we've bleeped yeah, a couple yeah, no times bleeps. but that was like because <laughs> the law would have come after us if we had not bleeped some of the, some things but overall not very bleeped or edited over there also with podcast lists and stuff, I want you guys to know that those are submitted to same as like 30 under 30 people like ask to be on those. Oh, and we, sure. we ask when we have extra time to email, which is not always. So yeah, um, we are, we are also, we've been had so much gratitude for people who've put us on lists without our asking and all of those kind of things, but mm-hmm. it's a game. It's a hustle out here. You know what? Maybe this is only because it's our 2023 solar return and we have this, all this eighth and seventh house stuff. If now I'm like making a job listing, if you want to be part of the what's your sign team, but seriously, like if there's a, if you're passionate about this pod and you're in marketing or you're in this, like let's throw it together. And like, you know, we, we, we love keeping cool people in our, in our radar. And oh God, everyone I've ever met through this pod too has just been like awesome. outstanding amazing yeah, totally. the coolest people that are creative and smart and mm-hmm. have cool things going on and interesting opinions we have and... the coolest listener base like yeah i've been to other live pods and seen the other listener bases not good no <laughs> which is why we want to travel more we want to meet you yes. out and about and also I, yeah i love that if you have ideas for us if you uh, yeah let's you let's never collab, know baby you never know um well Thanks for another great Thank year. Thank you. Come to our live show on February 15th at Whammy in Los Angeles. And keep on listening. Thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us. What's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.